Welcome to The Journey, an online commentary on today's scripture reading with Seth Davidson. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 28, verses 7 through 16. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across Regium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so the following day, we sailed up the coast of Petioli. There, we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at a forum in at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the Three Taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When he arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. I remember in high school, uh, I went to a Young Life camp and experienced an incredible week of a lot of fun. And uh, there was a great speaker and there was a great leader of music. And that particular week was so captivating for me in my spiritual life as a sophomore in high school. The leader of music uh, and worship was a man by the name of Mitch Dane, and Mitch had a powerful story, a successful small career, at least in Christian music and some great music. I bought the CD, but I was amazed because Mitch Dane shouldn't have been able to sing. Mitch sustained uh, uh, some sort of accident, either motorcycle or bicycle when he was younger, severing one of his vocal cords. And so the way sound works, if I understand correctly, the vocal cords will vibrate against one another to make sounds so that we could speak and and so that we can sing. Well, Mitch had one of those removed. He shouldn't have been able to talk. He shouldn't have been able to sing. And yet, after that accident, some months later, he felt a sensation around his vocal cords. Then he was able to whisper and talk and sing. Granted, the volume was never at what it would be if he had both vocal cords, but I was amazed at how God had healed this man uh, who could then go on and sing uh, in ways that really captured uh, the imaginations of this younger generation, of which I represented at the time. See, the truth is we have a God who can heal which is great news. The challenge is those we love, or if we're struggling ourselves, we often aren't healed. So what do we make of that? In this passage, as Paul is on the island of Crete, he goes to sort of the chief's house, the governor of the island, and he's welcomed, and and as part of the hospitality, he hears that that this father is sick, and so uh, he prays, and, and Paul prays for Publius's father, and he's healed, and then others from the island come, and they're healed. And, and that may be encouraging to us as we're reading, unless 
we've been praying for a friend or a family or a loved one, and they have not been healed. Well, what, what do we do with that? How do we respond? Do, do we assume that it has something to do with a lack of faith or power in our part? Or, or maybe more concerning, is there something in the heart of the Father as we pray that either isn't hearing or hears but says no? Like, why, why do some get chosen to be healed and some don't? And then we have other questions that we may not as much ask in this modern world, but how much of the healing process is divine in nature and how much does God use the wonders of modern medicine to provide cures for uh, polio and, and procedures and uh, to, to mend limbs? And how does all that go together? Well, I can't give all the answers, obviously. I'm not God. I don't know why these things happen. I don't know why, on occasion, some people are healed miraculously, and maybe far more often uh, they are not. I don't know why sometimes cancer treatments end with remission, and that that goes on months, years, and sometimes a lifetime, and and sometimes they don't take effect. But what I do know is that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who can heal. We have a God who's in control. And we have a God who has set the world up in a certain way um, that oftentimes he allows the world to operate uh, as it does. And there's beautiful parts of that world and the makeup of how human existence happens, and there are also some really challenging things about that. There's sin and disease and death. But isn't it amazing that God has created the human body with a tremendous capacity to heal? Isn't that amazing? And so sometimes uh, miraculous things happen. Someone gets COVID and there's it's asymptomatic or symptoms start out difficult, but but relax quickly. It's amazing that the body has the ability to heal. It's amazing that God has gifted men and women through scientific studies of, of all kinds that can understand the body uh, because all truth is God's truth. All wisdom is God's wisdom. And so as we've gotten to explore the solar system and the depths of the sea, we've also got to explore the depths of the human body to bring things like healing. And I believe God partners with physicians and medical staff at all times, and particularly in times of a pandemic, to help bring comfort and healing and a cure. But those things aren't really what we're talking about when we're asking the question, why does God heal some seemingly in response to prayer, and why does God not heal others? And the best and only answer I can give is that God does hear every prayer. God does hear the cry of every heart. God does uh, have joy with those who have joy and mourn with those who, have, who mourn. And he is present at all times, and particularly the times we need him most. And so that gives me the courage and the confidence. And I picked this up from sort of a mentor from far away uh, by the name of Mike Breen. And he just said, you know, when I am asked to pray for someone, I come and I pray with confidence and boldness 
for healing. I was like, well, that's putting God on the hook, isn't it? Or, or isn't that overstepping? And he just said, no, I, I pray with confidence and courage for healing because I know that one of three things will happen. I know that God has the power to heal and sometimes he will heal in the very moment or in the immediate future. Like God has the power to do that. It doesn't happen often, but God does have the power to do that. So I can pray in confidence that he hears and that he will respond and it might be in that way. He says, there are other times that I pray and I pray in confidence because I know that the working out of that healing will happen over time, gradually, perhaps even naturally or using uh, the wisdom of medical staff and professionals. So I can pray with confidence that healing will occur and it'll be gradually over time or it will be delayed in terms of the full answer. And he said this, and I also pray in confidence because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we have a God who's the great physician, who is a healer, and that we have a good future in the heavenly realm, in the new heavens and the new earth, where we'll be given a new body, a new experience, and there'll be no crying or tears or pain or shame or separation or sin or all of those things. So I pray in confidence because even if those prayers aren't answered today, or gradually over time in this lifetime. I believe the prayers will be answered by God as the kingdom comes. I understand that that leaves us with the same questions about why this and why not that? Why him or her and and not this person whom I love? I, I understand the challenges, but we do serve a good God who loves us. We do serve a good God who has power to heal. And we serve a good God who is working behind the scenes in all sorts of ways that is bringing answers and miracles and healing all over the place that we just can't even see. Sometimes it's miraculous like Mitch Dane. Sometimes it's just the way the body works itself out. Sometimes it may be uh, carcinogens that never take root, that we would never know of. Sometimes it's a diagnosis that we'd have no way of knowing about, but somehow it happened, like the reporter who someone called in uh, and saw, uh, uh, saw something as this person was doing a report that said, that looks like cancer. Have you gotten it checked out? And she did. We don't know all the miracles that happen behind the scenes. And we don't know the ways that God is working miraculous healing in ways that we can't see. And we don't know if our prayers, how God will choose to respond. But we can trust that he will. So I hope that this comes as an encouragement and as a challenge. An encouragement and challenge to pray and pray and pray and pray with boldness. And the challenge of having to hold loosely and trusting God at all times and always, even in the times he doesn't answer the prayers in the timely way or ultimate outcome, we would hope. May this come as an encouragement and challenge to you and I today. 
Hey, an update regarding these journey videos. They're such a delight for me to get to open the scriptures and share with you. And I've heard from so many the blessing and impact it's had. And, and my hope is and an intent is that that will continue in the future. But as we're ending the Acts series with a number of things happening personally and professionally, some shifts around ministry and uh, related to culture and, and just all that's happening, I'm going to take a step back uh, for a few months um, and uh, hope to re-engage in these daily videos again. My encouragement during this time is to tune in uh, to the book of Psalms, read a psalm a day for uh, the next for the foreseeable future. If you're part of Heartland Church or would like to engage in the Psalms, we have our journey uh, reading. It comes out every week. There's a daily reading that can guide you in a study of the Psalms. The Psalms are a great uh, way to connect with God's heart, hearing words from God about God and their prayers to God. So I'd encourage you to engage with the Psalms. You could do that through the journey devotional through Heartland if you so choose. And we'll be in touch if and when we continue uh, in these daily videos in the future. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in and being a part.